Some of you may have seen on my social media that I recently went to the Flint Repertory Theater to be a special guest at the world premiere of the Magnificent Seven musical. And just like many of you, I had some reservations. I was a little concerned about how this was going to be portrayed years later. Was the lens actually going to change or was this going to be something that was just a celebrated event through and through? And I have to tell you guys, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, this production in particular, because productions change when they go from location to location and cast to cast, they did it right. I think so. So if you're curious and want to learn a little bit more about what went into this production and what it meant to the people behind it, head over to my YouTube channel and I've currently got some videos up with interviews with the writers, the cast, and the choreographer. And if you want to take it a step further and actually see the show for yourself, I've got a promo code for you. So head over to FlintRep, that's F-L-I-N-T-R-E-P dot com and use the promo code Atlanta to get 25% off tickets. I've definitely experienced some hostility. Yeah. Um, so it's weird sometimes when you go to other arenas and other teams and their fans just don't cheer for you at all. So it's like you could do literally a 10 over team and it's crickets in there. Hello and welcome to a full episode of What Makes You Think, the show that flips the traditional interview format, showing you some new sides of people that you thought you knew because you saw them do gymnastics. I'm your host, Nicole Langevin, and today is part two of What Makes Miley O'Keefe Think. Last week, she took us through her beginning years as a developmental athlete, her successful junior elite career, her transition to level 10, and then we just started touching upon her NCAA career. Today, we will continue that dive into her NCAA career and learn a little bit more about what makes Miley O'Keefe think. All right. We're in our last video. Can you believe it? Oh my goodness. Last one. Very, very different gear here. <laughs> oh my God. I love this leotard. Okay. Do you love this I, leotard as much as I do? Or So yes, I'm not actually really a fan of white Leos, but I really, really liked this Leo. It's very different from anything that we have. So this was at our um, Title IX meet mm -hmm. this year. And that's why we wore the pink was for um women in sports and everything. So that Leo is white really and hot pink. So good. Yes. So this is you in college. Yes. This Who me is college. this Miley? Oh man. I mean, when I was talking about like confident Miley and elite, like this is confidence on another level and just truly like enjoying what I'm doing and where I'm at and who I'm doing it with and all my teammates and I mean showmanship watching this being routine is like very different than before I still am very focused you can tell in my face but I'm using my chin and looking at the judges and smiling them and giving them no reason to give me <laughs> anything less than what I want I want to ask you about this leap pass. Were we going a little crooked in the middle? Oh, the just a little, but I'm then I... I'm like, how the hell did you pull it? <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> sometimes you just got to use your arms and do <laughs> It's hard because sometimes people like, well, that shouldn't have been a 10. Her arm dropped. And technically, I don't think pushing your arms from a high V to one down or both down or 
anything like that is a true deduction. Uh, it's just like something we call like an in-skill adjustment, you know? Mm -hmm. But oh, you kept I mean, it moving. Yes, this routine was really, really exciting. That was a fun one. That Utah crowd, I mean, I remember like, oh, it was so long ago, but when I used to coach, we were in California and we went to Utah for an invitational and then we were able to go see a college meet. And I could not believe the turnout. And then we got on the airplane the next day and the flight attendant heard that the kids were gymnasts and was like, oh, and naming the gymnasts from the Utah team. Like that whole surrounding area, like non-gymnastics people know about this team and celebrate it. Like, what does that yeah. feel like? I mean, that is probably one of the reasons that I really am enjoying where I'm at and what I'm doing. And I mean, we have this legacy of the best fans in the nation. And I, I think that will be there for a very long time. Like that is just something that is Utah gymnastics, our 15,000 fans, everybody who shows up and cheers for us. And I mean, it's just, it's really amazing to know that we have that support from our community. And it's kind of crazy to think that 15,000 people come every single weekend for us. Yeah, it's not all just families of the gymnasts. This is like yeah. the whole area. Do you, are you guys essentially like local celebrities? Do you feel that when you're like out in the public at all? It is It is funny sometimes because I'll be walking around and people are like, oh my gosh, can I have a picture with you? Like we we watched the meet this weekend. It was really exciting to be there. And I mean, it's, it's really cool because like it's totally different than elite, but you still get this sense of like truly being somebody who's like important in the world of gymnastics. Well, you were before college, but speaking yes. of importance, look at this. Sorry, <laughs> I'm such a dork with judging and technique, but ah, okay, I got to do a screenshot. This is a complete opening prior to landing. This is what <laughs> is in the code of points. I don't know what it is in college scoring, but in the dev system, it's up to three tenths if you don't open prior to landing. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is opening prior to landing. Un <laughs> freaking believable and on a front flipping bar dismount and it's, the stick on your heels how did you stick on your heels um tom likes to say sometimes that we just need to be patient and so you just stay patient and hope that it works out wow yeah but it's funny because i don't i think if i didn't open on my dismount that i would like land on my face every single time just because like I, I i get pretty high and so yeah yeah but you, I, you, that's mastery too. I mean, you know where you are enough to open and not just, you know, flip and hope. Yeah. Layering out of your Chenko full. Let's talk about that one. So I actually, this was on a Friday, right? Mm -hmm. We had just competed at ASU on a Monday. And I did my first Yurchenko full of the year on Tuesday. <laughs> okay. So with me and Vault, it's a very, not my favorite event. Okay. And uh, I mean, it's been that way ever since I was younger. It still isn't my favorite event, probably at the bottom of the chart, you know. But one thing that's really kind of amazing about where I'm at and the coaching staff that I work with, Jimmy right there that I gave a high five to, he's really amazing. And 
I mean, he knows exactly what every single one of his athletes' needs are. And for me, on vault, for a Yurchenko full, I probably only need to train once a week. I just do better with less on that event, um, or else sometimes I can um, get into my own head and start overthinking and overprocessing like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm, so less is definitely better for me on vault. And so I train one day a week on vault. I'm probably not going to get a Yurchenko one and a half from training one day a week on vault, but I definitely can do a very nice full from only training once a week on vault and then competing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. So is this, this has got to be the big show. I mean, doing floor in front of this crowd, do you do you get to take in the crowd like this any other time during a competition? Um, no, not really. Um, if, if you couldn't tell right there before, like I saluted, I was like smiling, kind of looking around because I just think this is like one event that you can really not really turn your brain off, but like you can definitely be in the moment. And so I was looking around kind of just like enjoying where I'm at because like this only comes five times a year being in the Huntsman Center and with these fans and everything. And I mean, it's, it's truly just amazing to be in there and competing in front of them and doing what I love. I really like this floor routine it's different than kind of what i've done in the past actually but double pike my double so the rule is you can for the lunge you just can't move your front foot right as long as it's only your back foot that moves yes correct or sometimes girls do this thing we call it splitting the difference so it's like instead of stepping back or taking a hop they hop but they split the difference into a lunge so technically they're like not hopping, but they're not lunging, but it's not a deduction. It's like a slide kind of, right? Slide yeah. So they go from like, it. like this one forward, yeah. one backwards, splitting yeah. the difference. Yeah. This routine is fun. It's different than what I've done in the past for sure, but I still really enjoy it. And I feel like it's still my style, just a little upgraded. Yeah. And that back tuck to your stomach's pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, I know. Like the first couple times I did it in the Huntsman, people were like, "Whoa!" I bet, right? You're like, you can like compared to your other stuff you're doing, they're like, "That's the coolest." Yeah, and it kind of like <laughs> comes out of nowhere. My routine has changed over the years of like college. I did the same one my freshman and sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Then last year I did something a little different, and then this year I'm kind of back to the same composition as my sophomore and freshman year. So any changes leading into these final competitions as far as skills or are we set in stone and just sticking with it? No, we're, uh, we're pretty set in stone and at this point and just working on refinement and getting everything as perfect as possible. And when so. do you know the lineups? When are you guys told what they are? Join Quattro while they go on tour this year from coast to coast with their five superstars. Quattro Gymnastics is pleased to announce Lights, Camera, Sparkle 2023, a fabulous event for athletes of all skill levels. Follow them on Instagram at Quattro USA, that's Q-U-A-T-R-O USA, for upcoming tour dates. Tickets will be available online at QuattroGymnastics.com. 
35 years is a long time to stick with something. And this year, the folks at Tumble Track are celebrating their 35th anniversary, which is so weird to think that 35 years ago, somebody bounced on the very first Tumble Track. And I don't know about you guys, but it's hard to remember a time where there wasn't a Tumble Track in basically every single gym. My favorite thing about Tumble Track is they're constantly coming out with new products that show that they've really got their finger on the pulse of the changes in gymnastics, the progressions in gymnastics, and really what athletes and coaches need to progress safely. But now they've taken it a step further. Along with offering a long list of high quality equipment, Tumble Track really believes in supporting coaches and athletes with accessible education. So coming up this year, TumbleTrack's hosting five live educational events. They've partnered with some of the most dynamic, experienced coaches in their field to bring you these hour-long webinars. And guess what? They're free. Make sure you're following them on social media and sign up for their newsletter so that you are in the know on all the things happening with TumbleTrack. You can also visit them at TumbleTrack.com. That's T-U-M-B-L-T-R-A-K.com. And when do you know the lineups? When are you guys told what they are? So we get told final lineups the night before competition usually. So at home meets, we'll do our little pre-meet workout and training and stuff. And then we'll have a team meeting and that's when we get told. For away meets, it's usually at like the hotel after team dinner the night before. Okay. So Is, is it ever really a big surprise though? Um, I would say at this point of the season, we pretty much know what lineups are going to be like sometimes Mm -hmm. based off of resting or something will have little changes. Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like they're really good about communicating with us about changes prior to, um, things. Um, so it's never like truly a surprise, but sometimes it's a little different just because resting or little Mm -hmm. things, you know, so. And how's your body feeling these days? It's actually doing pretty good. I've only done two all-around meets, and so mm-hmm. nothing too bad. So it's good. In the Earlier in the season, I was kind of resting my knee a little bit, so that's why I wasn't on the floor every weekend. But mm-hmm. that's kind of all figured out, and so we should be nice. pretty good to go for the rest of the season. All right. Well, what is next for Miley O'Keefe? So we leave on Friday morning to go to Oregon State in Corvallis, and this will be our last regular season meet before Pac-12s, and um, I think this meet will be really exciting. You know, they've been doing a very good job with, like, getting attendance in there, and it's also their Mm -hmm. senior night, so I assume they'll have a really good crowd, and um, Utah fans usually show up to away meets, too. We usually have a pretty good showing, so I'm excited because... this will kind of determine regular season championship uh, title stuff. So, yeah. Do you ever feel any sort of like <clears throat> when you're not at a home meet, do you ever feel any sort of like antagonization from the crowd? I don't even know if that's a word, but like that the crowd is antagonizing you or like trying to throw you off your game or anything like that. So I don't think I've really experienced any like true antagonization. I've definitely experienced some hostility uh, oh. like meets where they're like it's weird because like I feel like our Utah crowd just enjoys good gymnastics so they cheer probably not as loud as they do for us but they definitely cheer for the other team yeah. Um, so it's weird sometimes when you go to other arenas and other teams and their fans just don't cheer for you at all so it's like you could do literally a 10 over team and it's crickets in there um, right. 
So, I mean, that's definitely a little weird, but we usually have a good little crowd that shows up to every away meet. So mm -hmm. that's really nice. And do you want to comment at all on the big discussion? It's been a discussion for as long as I can remember, but it's really kind of hit its peak recently about judging, about judging in different conferences, especially because now we've had athletes go on social media and go, yeah, guys, I know. I know it wasn't a 10. Like, it's fine. Like, or, or the opposite side of it. I mean, that changes the game and the commentators now kind of calling things out. Do you want to say anything about that? Um, sure. Yeah. So I think in the grand scheme of things, judging is judging no matter like what conference you're in, you know, you're always going to end up at regionals where it doesn't matter what conference you're from and nationals, it definitely doesn't matter. And so you're going to end up seeing the same judges as everyone else and getting the same judging. It might change preseason rankings or rankings during regular season and whatnot. Um, but I think it's hard sometimes when you get a score that, you know, like you get a 10 and you don't feel like it was a 10 or there was obvious errors. I think it makes it harder on the gymnast, you know, like you, you feel as though like you have to come out and say, like, I know it wasn't a 10, but like, why, you know, like it definitely shouldn't be on the athlete to do that. Like we understand that yeah. it's not in our control you didn't um, give yourself a 10 yeah like all we can do and all we ever do is just put out our best and what our best is what we get and then you know it's it's up to other people to determine what that was worth you know and so everybody wants a bunch of 10s i get that but you know i think it's hard sometimes yeah i'm sure i mean you guys are in the spotlight doing the hardest sport in the world and working your tails off so the last thing you need is you know anybody having an issue with things that are out of your control and yeah. the majority of gymnastics fans i i would hope and i truly believe are are in that realm of thinking like you guys are just you guys are the superstars the judges you know sometimes it's right sometimes it's not but i really appreciate you sharing your insight on that and you know, I, I like what you're saying, though. You get to nationals, it does what it is. And that's really the end game. So, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to watch. Is there anything you want to share with anybody about things that you're up to? Just uh, to looking forward to my fifth year. So that'd be exciting. All right. Well, thank you so much for today. I hope you had a good time. Thanks for trusting me. And uh, hopefully we can have you back down the road sometime. But until then, we will be cheering you on from afar. Thank you, Nicole. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. And that is the completion of what makes Miley O'Keefe think. Miley, thank you so much for jumping into this blindly and for sharing so much with us. I also want to thank Miley's coach, Tammy, and trainer, Gina. They provided me with some really great insight prior to this interview. And thank you guys for listening. I will see you next week for a mini-sode. And until then, keep thinking outside the box. Bye.